Ladies and gentlemen, we present The Big Business Lark by Laurie Wyman and starring Jimmy Edwards, Frank Thornton and Gwen Terrell. We all like something for nothing. That's why we have homes full of plastic tulips that smell of soap powder. Ballpoint pens that have just enough ink in them to write half your name. And funny little gadgets that are supposed to shuck peas, peel spuds, remove dandruff, mow the lawn, sharpen knives, clear woodworm, clean paint, repair boots or punctures. <laughs> All for sixpence. <laughs> and a special gift voucher. We also have rooms full of books we didn't ask for, but which we could keep for seven days and get for five shillings off publication price without obligation. Unfortunately, it would cost us six bob to post the beastly thing back, so we're stuck with it. Every large firm has these so-called free gift offers these days, and Sir Charles Boniface, the managing director and chairman of British United Plastics, is about to discover that his organization is no exception. Hello, Edith. Is my father in his office? Oh, yes, Mr. Frank. But I'm not sure that Sir Charles wishes to be disturbed. What's the time? Oh, yes. Well, it may be time for Watch With Mother on the telly, but this is important. He's very annoyed, you know. He's following the serial. Possibly, but this gentleman is an even more annoyed customer. Come all the way from Cardiff, I am. By train? <laughs> well, uh, I'm very glad you didn't walk. Uh, perhaps I can help. Uh, no, Edith, you can't. Uh, Mr. Evans is determined to see Sir Charles personally. Oh, dear. I'm in favour of that, actually, because I can't wait to see Father's face when he hears what the complaint is. <laughs> he may go off bang. <laughs> it's nothing to laugh at. Practically fraud, if you ask me. Quite, quite. Edith, perhaps you should come with us. I think I can promise you it'll be worth it. Very well. But if Sir Charles does go off bang, I shall be the first to tell him that this was your idea. Stop doing that! I've just got the picture right, and now you're making Andy Pandy's hat go all floppy. <laughs> all these floors up, and he still won't have an outdoor aerial. The indoor one came with the set, free. Ah. I shan't warn you again. Now Teddy has got wobbly legs. <laughs> and I'd hate to tell you what's happened to Loopy Lou. <laughs> Father, I must see you at once. I have a customer with me. Oh, very well. Come in, come in. After you, Edith. Uh, this way, Mr. Evans. Oh, I shall never know the end of the plot now. Who's this? Who's this? David Llewellyn Gareth Evans, Sir Charles. I've come here from Cardiff. Oh, really, really. Well, nice to have met you. Call in any time you're passing. Have a good trip back. <laughs> Mr. Evans has a complaint, Father. And may Edith and I have a bit of a giggle while he tells you about it? <laughs> Certainly not a complaint. Complaint? We can't have complaints of British United Plastics. Now the Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Evans. Don't interrupt. <laughs> What's all this about? I can't get it. And it's not my wife's fault, neither. <laughs> are you... Are you... Are you... Are you sure you've come to the right place? <laughs> The chap in the shop said she must have had it, but... <laughs> when she got home, she was certain she never had. Yes, well, I suppose she ought to know, I mean... <laughs> Frank, just what the... What, what is this Welsh League talking about here? <laughs> I mean, you've got a clue about me now. I haven't... I haven't been to Cardiff. What's this tweet on about? 
He reckons he's been done. I suppose he's... I mean, I mean... on the telly. Special offer with every pint of polished humor, hard, gloss, dazzling white paint. Oh, how kind. Well, that's the one where the chap paints a door, then kicks it. The paint doesn't scratch, but his shoe falls to bits. <laughs> After they filmed it, he limped for a fortnight. <laughs> oh, these actors take things so seriously. Well, what about all this, anyway? Your advert also said there was a special offer until the end of the month. And I want to know why I haven't had it. What's more, I'm not leaving until I have. Well, I don't think you're going to get it here. I mean, <laughs> we're not making a lot of progress on this, are we? What exactly was this offer we made, Mr. Evans? <laughs> I knew it. I knew somebody would ask. <laughs> what the hell are you laughing about? <laughs> I know what it is that he didn't get one of. <laughs> I see. Well, Miss Evans, yes, you will appreciate that in running a business empire on the scale of British United Plastics, I'm not always in touch with what those twits in our advertising department get up to. I bought a pint tin of polystumer art gloss dazzling white paint. Yes, well, that much I know. On special offer. It says so on the tin. I brought it with me, so there. Well, don't harp. Why not? He's Welsh, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> key part of this, Mr. Evans, valued customer, about this special offer, what the hell was it you didn't get one off? Here it comes. <laughs> Plastic toothbrush mug shaped like Donald Duck. <laughs> well, he's got to be joking, I All the glass away from Cardiff for a toothbrush mug shaped like Donald Duck. It also floats if you drop it in the wash basin. <laughs> I know a lot of things that float if you drop them in the wash basin. <laughs> I don't care if it has polystumor written on its... <laughs> the ducks have feathers, nothing. <laughs> a bargain is a bargain. I want my duck mug now. Oh, crying out Frank, give him one. <laughs> we haven't any left. What? <laughs> now, uh, Mr. Evans has been here quite some time, and he's seen quite a few people, you know. We've all tried to find one for him, but uh, there just isn't a duck mug anywhere. But I haven't even got one yet. You haven't bought a tin of uh, polished humor, hard gloss, dazzling white paint. Oh, don't quibble. I mean, managing director and chairman, but no, no duck mug. Well, frankly, I shouldn't have thought you'd have wanted one. Frankly, I should think I'd loathe one, but it's the principle of the thing. I mean, it means two of us are duck mugless now. <laughs> <laughs> Whose daft idea was this in the first place? Well, it was something poor old Mr. Coggins started, I believe. Oh, it would be. Fetch the stupid old idiot, Edith. Well, I will if you insist, Sir Charles, but it may take me a little time. Take him to... Well, his office is on this floor. His office is, but he isn't. <laughs> he caught the wrong train from his home in Sevenoaks, as usual. <laughs> oh, not again. Where's the old fool ended up this time? Last time he phoned in, he was in Aberystwyth. <laughs> well, he certainly sees a heck of a lot of Britain trying to get to work, doesn't he? <laughs> if he phones in again... You might ask him to drop into my home in Cardiff and tell the wife where I am. He'd be all right for a pot of tea. Meg always got a kettle on the hob. Do you mean your blasted wife doesn't know where you are, then? No, well, not really. You see, I went down to the shop, that's Williams, the do-it-yourself, to complain about not getting our duck mug. He said she must have had it, and I said she hadn't. 
So after the punch-up, he sent me he sent me on to your main dealers in Swansea. They hadn't got any duck mugs left either, so they put me on to somebody else in Monmouth. And from then it sort of grew until I ended up here. Fascinating story, isn't it? <laughs> no. Oh. It's a pity you don't know our Mr. Coggins. You must have passed each other in your travels. You, <laughs> you, you might have waved to each other. Yes. And hit him from me. No, what are we going to do about this? I mean, who did we commission to make these blasted duck mugs? Let's go and see the idiots. Well, that also may take a little time. I've looked it up and we bought them from the Union Jack Sculpture Company, Britannia Works, Hong Kong. <laughs> well, the customer is always right with British United Plastics. Cable the inscrutable twits and tell them to fly another crate of the blasted things over here. Unfortunately, as soon as they got our check, the company turned it in and left the little back room they were making them in because they'd admitted to pay the rent. I can never win, can I? Well, there must be somebody somewhere who can make Donald Duck toothbrush mugs. That better be, otherwise I'm suing. Yes, you, you look like a bit of a sewer, I must say. <laughs> there is that chap who did the big sculpture on the front of the building, Sir Charles. What do you mean? That one with all those bumpy birds being chased by big blokes with pickaxes and old men with rampant sextants here. <laughs> it is supposed to represent industry. <laughs> oh, but it is. <laughs> but we can't ask a sculptor like that to, to knock out a couple of dozen Donald Duck toothbrush mugs. Well, if this idiot's going to sue us, we can. Where does this artistic clock live? He has a studio in Chelsea, sir. Oh, yes, that was a stone bonker certainty, that was. Oh, well, get Hoskins round to the front with the rolls. You wait here, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Evans. Don't bother me with unimportant details. <laughs> you stay here and my son and I will see what we can do about this. I had a feeling I was going to be involved. <laughs> Glad you're not disappointed. <laughs> Grief. Is this it? Evidently. One must assume that the rent is incredibly low. Yeah. Or, or that all that muck he hung on the front of our building was the only thing he ever did. <laughs> Incidentally, I wonder if he, if he used models for that. If he did, there might be one or two hanging about here, right? <laughs> Come on. There won't be one that looks like Donald Duck anyway. <laughs> At least I hope there won't. Six to four, he's as nutty as a fruitcake. Oh, hello, it's dear Sir Charles, isn't it? Your gorgeous secretary phoned me. I was right. <laughs> oh, you've sorted me out one ear, you have. Do you please come in. You sure the floorboard will stand his weight? That'll do, that'll do, that'll do. Oh, lovely. Lovely, the perfect profile. Positively classic. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> Not you. Him. I can see it now, 40 feet high in marble on the top of an hill with the sunset behind. <laughs> I think there may be a slight misunderstanding. We don't want a statue of him. I mean, let's face it, he's larger than life already. <laughs> oh, you're just interested in the bus, then. <laughs> Not frantically, no. Well, if ever I do join in this conversation, I'm going to be rather rude. <laughs> what are you interested in, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh... Oh, the name's Claude, actually. 
that was never in doubt. No. <laughs> what we are interested in is whether you could bring us up to make. We rather urgently need a. That is, uh, you tell him, Frank. Yeah, I thought it would be me eventually. Uh, tell me, uh, Claude, how do you feel about making us one or two toothbrush mugs that look like Donald Duck? It's a joke. <laughs> of course it isn't. We need the blasted thing. Then forget it. I didn't spend six months at the Morden College of Arts to bash out toothbrush mugs. Oh, you were there six months, were you? Having viewed the monstrosity that you stuck halfway up our wall, you surprised me. I should have thought it was more like a fortnight. <laughs> well, I was there for three years, actually, but the rest of the time I was on strike with the other students. <laughs> that would account for it, yes. Right then, Claude, what pants do you want me to... Oh, I'm ever so sorry. I thought you was ready for me. Mm. <laughs> well, he never will be, but I am. <laughs> Down, boy. Remember your blood pressure. Remember your own. <laughs> Mind thinking for itself. <laughs> Gladys, put on your dressing gown at once. Pardon? He didn't say a word. <laughs> oh, well, shall we carry on, then? By all means. You must forgive my father, madam. What for? Nothing so far, but give me time. <laughs> you know, if we'd been giving away toothbrush mugs shaped like her, I'd have bought a tin of polystuber paint. <laughs> On second thought, I'd have bought gallons of it. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? <laughs> I've never seen a better finish. <laughs> Gladys, for the last time, put your dressing gown on. Oh, sorry, I was forgetting. So was I, but you've reminded me. <laughs> I would ask you to remember that Gladys is a model. Oh, is she? Then take from me the scale is full size. <laughs> now then, my dear, I have a number of important connections in the art world, you know. I know Van Gogh terribly well. <laughs> and also, I'm a very rich man. A little place I know where we could have a candlelit dinner while we discuss your problem. Here we go. Lautrec is on the too loose again. <laughs> Just one more crack like that and I'll cut you down to size. Do you think we could forget Gladys for a minute and get back to duck mug? Oh, well, if you insist. In a nutshell, it's a question of whether... Uh, uh, Claude. Uh, that's so kind, yes. Uh, whether or not Claude is prepared to make these dreadful Donald Duck mugs in order to save us from being done rotten by Evans the Yak Box. Well, I, don't, I don't see how we can get done rotten. It's hardly our fault that his blasted shop has run out of duck mugs. <laughs> I'm not so sure. Under the Misrepresentation Sale of Goods Act, it is an offence to supply goods that are not exactly as advertised. Yes but, well, yes, but the paint is exactly what we say it is. The tin also says that he will receive a Donald Duck toothbrush mug. And up to now, he hasn't. I'm no lawyer, but I reckon that Evans the non-stop chat has got a case. Oh, Lord, that settles it. Court gets sculpting. I am terribly sorry, Sir Charles, but it really isn't my kind of work. Well, if you want to bung up another ghastly monstrosity on the back of our building like the one you bunged up on the front, <laughs> it is. Oh, well, that is different. And if he depicted industry on the front, what's he going to depict on the back? Own flipping idleness? <laughs> who, cares, who cares as long as Gladys is in it? If she doesn't bring in some passing trade, nothing will. Especially if she's portrayed the way she is at the... Uh... Gladys, for pity's sake, will you put on your dreadful dressing gown? Pardon me for breathing, I'm sure. Uh, possibly. Not quite so heavily. I'm, I'm not as young as I was, but the excitement isn't good for me. Do you have birds like... 
around all the time, do you? Hardly. I merely happen to be sculpting a rather better Venus de Milo than the original bloke did, that's all. I'm modest with it. Well, uh, do you think you could stop being a genius long enough to make us a few duck mugs? Just for me. Oh, well, if you put it like that, uh, all right, then. What do you want, me, marble? Oh, not flaming like a plaster of Paris will do unless there's something cheaper. We want them by yesterday. Don't worry. I shall spend as little time on the beastly things as I can. So excuse me. Claude Chimgenocaple, the well-known sculptor speaking. Blimey. With a name like that, you'd think he'd have a gold telephone, wouldn't you? Yeah, but after this week, you'd be able to say he's the well-known sculptor and duck mug maker to the nobility. <laughs> Do you mind? I'm trying to answer the phone. Oh, no, sorry about that. Is who where? Oh, yes, he is just a tick. It's your secretary for you. Oh, is it really? Thank you so much, Gore. Hello, Sir Charles Boniface here. Is Edith speaking, Sir Charles? Will you be coming back to the office? Well, of course not. I'm going to the south of France for three months or so, then for a six-month cruise in the blasted Baltic. If I'm not too bored, I may spend another year or so cheering up my huskies at the North Pole. <laughs> of course I'm coming back to the blasted office, you ninny. I meant fairly soon, actually. Well, we're leaving now. Why? Well, something's cropped up, Sir Charles, that you should attend to. Mm. It has here as well. <laughs> For the last time, will you put that wretched dressing gown on? Loud mouth. I beg your pardon? Not you, you cut. Now, what's fallen to the stuff? Well, I don't think I'd better discuss it over the phone, Sir Charles. It'll keep until you get back. Oh, uh, incidentally, old Mr. Coggins phoned in from Luton this time. Luton? Well, I suppose the daft old fool is getting nearer. Oh, yes. He said he found the hovercraft trip to Calais. Terribly exciting. <laughs> you know, he ought to have a luggage label with our address on it, Titus Lapel, and he ought to be put in charge of the guard every morning. Back in ten minutes, Edith. <laughs> Let's have it, Edith. What's all the secret horror about? The suspense nearly killed him on the journey back in the rose. He stubbed out a cigar on Hoskins' ear twice. <laughs> Don't exaggerate. I only flicked hot ash in it. In any case, it was entirely Hoskins' fault. Well, how do you make that out? Well, he shouldn't have ears that look like ashtrays. <laughs> I mean, Edith, what is all the fuss about? It's Mr. Benson, sir. He wants to see you. He's waiting in your office. Do you mean to tell me that you started all this blasted panic just because one of the directors wants to chat me up? Oh, it's more what he wants to chat you up about, sir. Hello, it's a good one. <laughs> it's not bad. I see. Let's find out what further disasters happened that somebody else is suddenly going to be responsible for. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, what happened to our cheese-off Cardiff customer? Oh, I sent him down to the canteen, sir, for the eighth time. Phoned his wife to tell her where he was. I bet that went well. He did, actually. She hadn't missed him. Oh, do come in, Frank. Benson is sitting in a drop. Sorry. Hello, Mr. Benson. How's the overseas trade department? Worried, Mr. Frank. Worried. There's been a severe accountancy problem which has had me working night and day to solve. However, I finally tracked it down. Well, what the hell went wrong? My department's accounts were suddenly £5,000 short. I don't know. Somebody been bashing the stamp tin money? Oh. It was no laughing matter, Mr. Frank. As you know, it's my department's job to sell our products abroad. Oh, there's a surprise. Of course it blasted, Willis. Now, what about it? 
Well, I was merely trying to point out, Sir Charles, that my department is supposed to sell things to foreign parts and not buy them. I would therefore like to know why I've been stuck with paying a bill for £5,000 to the Union Jack Sculpture Company, Britannia Works, Hong Kong. Well, that's got nothing to do with your department. I mean, it should have come out of the advertising and promotion of sales department. Still, that's all you can expect that Coggins in charge, I suppose. You can see what he's done, can't you? Hong Kong isn't in England, so he's passed the account on to the overseas trade department. The only thing that baffles me is how the old twit knew that Hong Kong isn't in England. <laughs> well, of course, uh, in his efforts to get to the office, he's seen most of England. And I suppose he just couldn't remember passing a British rail station called Hong Kong. <laughs> Excuse me for butting in, because I need to be a nuisance. Oh, yes, well, thank you for me, Mr. Evans. You are. What is it? Well, I just wondered if there was any more news about my duck mug. Everything is under control, Mr. Evans. We're having one made specially. Yes, oh. so whiz off back to Wales, Mr. Evans. And we'll have the blasted thing delivered under armed guard to your ghastly home. Oh, damn, Megs will be pleased. Yachida all round, I'm sure. Well, is that all, Mr. Benson? Uh, not quite. Naturally, when I found what the £5,000 was for, I passed the account back to Mr. Coggins' department to get an internal credit that would put my book straight. Naturally, naturally. Yeah, so that started something else. I had a feeling it might have done. Yes. They said it belonged to home sales because it was a free gift offer to sell polystumer hard gloss dazzling white paint. Home sales have agreed to debit their accounts with the 5000 well, that's presented them with a bit of a problem. <laughs> Who the places have the damn stupid idea of giving away free gifts of polystumer paint in the first place? That clockwork before that should be shot. <laughs> <laughs> Quote from the minutes of the board meeting about six months ago. Sir Charles Boniface proposes that in order to increase sales, the company should all give away... Right, all right, all right, <laughs> Don't shoot a sitting duck just because he's been a mouth. <laughs> spend hours working that one out. Well, I just thought it might drop into the conversation at some time. Drop in? It fell through the bottom of it. <laughs> if I might be permitted to continue. Oh, I didn't think you were still here, Mr. Benson. Why don't you continue? Yes, sorry, 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 Pardon. sorry. Yes, yes. Home sales hadn't allowed for this 5,000 for the free gifts. And in costing the whole thing, it now works out that for every pint in a polystumer hard gloss dazzling white paint we've sold... We've lost fourpence a quart. I think I'd like to go out into the woods somewhere. <laughs> where it's quiet and peaceful. And kick 5,000 bluebells, 800 buttercups, and 6,000 daisies to bits. <laughs> bluebells aren't in bloom at this time. <laughs> and if my size 12s get half a chance, they never will be. <laughs> now what? Miss Bottomley on the phone for you, sir. I gather it's urgent, sir. Oh, all right, put the fool on. Right away, sir. Hello, Charles Boniface here. Hello, gorgeous. <laughs> it's me. You forgot to tell me where we was going for this here candlelit dinner. I beg your pardon. Well, you remember? I'm Gladys. Loads, model. Oh, the one without the dressing gown and with the big. Uh... <laughs> How nice of you to call. I could be ready any time you like. Clothes finished for me now. He's abandoned the Venus, de what's it? 
He's decided to do Adam in bronze instead. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me in the least. <laughs> so here, where are we going to this nosh then? What a pretty turn of phrase. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Right on, Mr. Benson. Thank you, Frank. If there's nothing else, I'll see you later in the week. This is an urgent personal matter. Close the door on your way out, would you? Mr. Benson? Yes, Mr. Frank? I think we just left. Come on. Wacko. Now then, Gladys, my dear. What I had in mind was this. No, perhaps I'd better not rush me, Francis. How would it be if the roles picked you up about... Do I? So I'm asking, aren't I? But I don't know what you're talking about, do I? Uh, I mean, you brought what up in the lift? That there packing case. I put I, it is, in it. Not for Sir Charles personal, in it. Nearly done myself a mischief lifting the perisher, haven't I? Well, then I wouldn't know, would I? <laughs> do wish you'd stop that. Uh, one moment, I'll ask Sir Charles where he wants it. Uh, uh, I mean, oh, just wait here. Oh, go away wherever you are. I just got the picture right. If you don't like that, you give me a wobbly sooty. Oh, very uncomfortable. Stanley, the lift man, is here with a packing case and he wants to know where you want it put, doesn't he? He wants Oh, I'm terribly sorry. It must be infectious. He has a packing case for you, sir. Oh, lovely. That'll be me wallop. Eight foot high. Told me I must have overordered. <laughs> Excuse me, Father, but what stupid twit has left a dirty great packing case just outside my office? I just barked my left trotter on the beastly thing. Can't Stanley the lift man get rid of it? Stanley the lift man brought it. Did he? With luggage like that, where the blades is he going for his holidays? <laughs> I gather it's for me. I seem to have overstocked the managing director's cocktail cabinet a little. Oh, a little. If that's full of booze, you'll be stoned out of your think box for a year. <laughs> Just tell that ghastly liftman to bring it in, will you, Edith? Certainly, sir. And Mr. Frank is not to get so much as a sniff at one of the corks. Just bring it into Sir Charles' office, please, Stanley. In there, from here. Well, just as well he don't weigh much, isn't it? Otherwise, I'd never have made it, would I? <laughs> Doesn't much. It should take four men to ship that amount of booze. Last short measure again, I suppose. Oh, don't just stand there. Open the beastly thing up. I was just about to, wasn't I? I wonder why it is that they always ask a question every time they answer one. I don't know, do I? Oh, shut up. <laughs> well, well done, that man. Now, let's see what booze we've... Ah! It's a mirage! It's got to be a mirage! Can anybody else see what I can see? Yes, I can. <laughs> Edith, come over here and have a butcher's. Now, tell me, who else do you know who is the proud possessor of a seven-foot-high Donald Duck toothbrush mug? <laughs> Send it back. It's got to go. Blasted idiot. Just isn't used to working on anything that can't be hung halfway up a blasted wall. But there are about another ten more crates like this downstairs, sir. I can only get one in the lift at a time. <laughs> Look out, Luke, old buttercups and daisies. He's on his way. Sir Charles Boniface's crate. Uh, I mean, of it. 
Oh, one moment, please. It's a Mrs. Meg Evans for you, sir. Oh, no, still looking for that dreadful husband of hers, I suppose. Hello! Hello, he's not here, madam. We sent him back. Good. Oh, David Gareth Llewellyn got back a couple of days ago, sir. He thoroughly enjoyed his trip, he did. Saw you a canteen and everything up to time. Oh, that's rich living for you. What can I do for you, madam? If it's about your blasted duck mug, it'll be on its way to you just as soon as I can borrow a tank transporter to deliver it. No, no, Bart, there's no need to bother. Williams, the do-it-yourself, was right all the time, see? When I got my shopping bag out again. What do you think I found in the bottom of it? <laughs> oh, it's not fair. Oh, with stupid old bags like her about driving me up the ball, this job must be worth more than 20000 a year. Oh, Frank, get the prices and incomes board on the other line. I want a 50% increase in salary, and I'm not taking no for an answer. <laughs> 